Welcome back to the second episode of Eco Tank. So it's just dawned to me that Pick and Pay has deferred all its annual dividends all due to COVID-19. Now, I don't know if I am in awe or what. But anyway, moving along. And on the notion of out of sight and out of mind, a few days ago, a friend of mine reminded me of the importance of consumers, which led to the urge to highlight and definitely share the significance of consumers in this field of buying and selling. On the latter, consumers actually contribute a bucket load to a business's profits and survival in general. I mean, when the script is flipped, businesses are also consumers when the roles are switched and they have to pay for the electricity bills and also the supply materials that are required to produce and deliver the goods and services to as buyers. This therefore gives more reason into emphasizing that if a business downplays the power of consumers, the purpose of your business model, along with what your business has to offer, begins to decline in value. I mean, if a business decides to provide certain goods and services and consumers don't gravitate towards it, therefore the sales don't fluctuate at all, who are you providing your goods and services for, you know? As a customer, you are the reason for the interruptions that occur within the production process, the actual selling, and thus the improvements of certain goods and services provided by these various entities. As consumers, again, I reckon that we actually grant the product and the service providers with an opportunity to, in actual fact, serve us. But what impact has the pandemic had on consumer behavior and the effectiveness of the sustainability of current business models? And also, will the shift to level three make a profitable difference in the economy? Well, there has been a 20% increase in the transactions in the retail sector. This therefore justifies that the sector hasn't negatively been affected in terms of sales and production. Regardless of the stats mentioned, the increase mentioned does weigh lots of substance only due to that we have actually been consuming more than what we have been in the previous years and this is all because of the pandemic. And in addition, considering the nature of supply and demand, the scarcity of resources and not to mention staying home and keeping safe during this lockdown, all of these attributes have basically have basically evidently resulted in the escalation in the demand for food, masks, and certain goods and services. Therefore, in the future, convenience doesn't only have to be the main priority, but also now convenience attached with safety in order for your, for your consumers to actually buy what you're offering. Now, on the other side of finances, has your budget constraints in terms of your income affected the amount of goods and services you're able to purchase? Therefore, you're no longer purchasing as much as bacon as you do or perhaps anything else. And also, has there been some form of dent in your affordability brackets? And yet again, have you been wondering why there's been some form of hike in the number of certain goods and services? And also, why there have been some form of sales around certain shops? Well... In spite of the fact that the pandemic has led to a significant increase in the food supply chain, which therefore has disrupted, quite disrupted the flow one way or another, an increase in the demand for various products and services ultimately leads to a heartfelt increase in price. And I'm only saying this due to it actually makes a difference in your balance. There's no way you can ignore the difference. But anyway... The reasoning behind the increases and sales are only due to, only to mention a few reasons, a couple of them, is that 
firms actually acknowledge the potential increase in the demand for their products and services and therefore they use this to their advantage i mean why wouldn't you want to if you are aiming to make a profit but now don't milk us consumers and secondly the increase is also associated with the multiplied efforts of intensive labor in the course of production and lastly the increase in money supply that has occurred recently due to an increase in government injection, which has therefore led to a decrease in tax. And this is also a decision taken by the South African Reserve Bank. And in light of the South African economy having one of the highest rates of unemployment in the globe, along with the current economic status, which has definitely been intensified by the pandemic. Now, has the pandemic dwindled your rate of consumption or has there perhaps been an urge to maximize total utility or due to wanting to satisfy all your desire to consume and therefore purchase? And also, to what extent has the marginal rate of substitution affected you choosing a cheaper alternative over the brand you usually purchase due to maybe, for instance, encountering an out of stock or perhaps a visible increase in the prices of certain goods and services? In the beginning, I also mentioned how consumers actually contribute a whole lot to a business's profits. And this all propelled me into questioning, what is it that you do with your business's profits? What is it that businesses actually do with their profits in a way that it's beneficial for the future? You know, not only celebrating that we made a profit, but we're actually reinvesting that money into our business to grow it one way or another. Do you actively invest money into your business in a way that you don't only rely on the liquid money? And this is just to say that regardless of being in operation, regardless of being in operation and how much and the degree of how much output your business actually produces, which I understand is basically the root of all finances and source of income for your business. But nonetheless, this doesn't take away the fact that the importance of there is so much importance in ensuring that there is financial diversification apart from just receiving money from your income for your business. Now, this pandemic has definitely accentuated the importance of procuring surety accounts. And this all stems from managing the financial structure of your business in a way that you know where to allocate and basically get a hold of certain funds when you need them given any circumstance. Now, also, do you have at least two to three surety accounts that will assist you and basically fuel your operations when needed? Basically, for instance, if you need finances for rainy days or finances to improve the growth of your business so basically whether it is that you want to invest in another business that's going to benefit you whether it is that you want to whether it is that you want to invest in property for your business that your competitors can use in a way that you know um whether it is that you want to pr improve the production process of your business or whatever it may be whichever aspect it is that your business focuses on um investing for growing your business is also important it's just this is just to ensure that you don't use the money that's actually in your savings account when you know basically separating the funds so basically um this just goes to say that you ensure that you use you utilize the money for savings for savings and then for investments or emergency fund for those purposes so basically that you don't um misallocate the finances that you actually do need and basically create deficits where they aren't needed regardless of deviation but now 
Now this just highlights the importance of compounding. So basically there has to be an intention of compounding the cash flow of a business and this doesn't only the benefits aren't only of financial stability but now this also attracts other opportunities you know coming in and you get you 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 being in the position to decide whether you allow this opportunity to further go into the business journey with you or not now this can also be aided um with monitoring your required financial reserves so basically so basically the finances that are required to be within the cash flow of your business regardless of any given circumstance and this can also be compared to an analogy of a petrol tank of a car so for instance while driving while it's on reserve isn't actually always the best suited situation um especially when you want to reach a destination that is pretty far and also getting there could also yield to multiple benefits and therefore the harvest is unbelievable therefore if you really want to get there you will fulfill the efforts that have to be made but now this brought into question what efforts do you put into place what efforts have you put into place and will you put into place especially now that we're going through these unprecedented times so basically what efforts do you put into place to ensure that your reserve requirements are really a deficit, at a deficit, or even more than what they should be. And are these efforts sustainable? Are these efforts working not only for the now, but also for the future? Now, as I wrap up this episode, um, in a nutshell, with all of us being aware and being witnesses to what this pandemic has done to the sustainability and basically the survival of not operating when not in physical contact with consumers. And then I also understand that this was a decision taken by the South African state. Therefore, um, it wasn't really in our control, you know. So basically... But due to these unprecedented times and acknowledging the essence, the importance, the significance, whatever word you want to use, um, with acknowledging the importance of consumers in this field of buying and selling, let's look at what we're able to control. Let's look at what we're able to tweak. Therefore, how will your business model and how will the country return back to the level of growth? And level of growth be it that if it has to if it has to reach a point whereby as consumers we we make reservations before actually going to certain restaurants before actually not even certain or before going to certain restaurants before going to themes park before going into theme parks um all of these different various places where it's a sporting event if it is that we have to begin to reserve and only allow a certain period of people during a certain time then be that but now when i say that how will how are we going to get back to a level of growth now i don't mean that just allowing all of us to actually go back into the markets and provide what we are able to provide no but going back into the economy with acknowledging that your business was or is really making a profit and basically the basically the possibility of it shutting down um was nigh but now unfortunately but fortunately so um the possibility of it shutting down has been accelerated by the pandemic if it is that your business needs to review a few things before it actually goes into the market or do certain things or if you have been working on changing your business model during this time ensure that it is complete and set in order to um, basically provide to the customers that will actually 
put in um, money into your business, basically, with the knowledge of serving them. So ensuring that whatever you have been working on or how and why you have been doing things and they haven't been profitable and sustainable in the long run, please don't ensure that. I just think that going into the market with that is very risky, but hey. This is only a downside due to, in the long run, it affects so many things. For instance, the layoff, the layoff of workers. So this, um, SAA and basically MySmart were facing the same things, basically not making a profit and therefore not paying certain fixed costs. And basically, it tarnishes you know, the balance sheets and it's not advisable. But anyway, how will your business manage tomorrow? How will we as South Africans manage tomorrow in a way that it will improve the cost of your business and the consumers? And this is only to say that there is so much to be done before we're actually going into go into the market. But I but I also understand that it's to ensure that money is actually circulating in the economy, you know. But also now the money that is actually circulating it has to be sustainable. It can't just be for just. But anyway, don't ignore the signs of shutting down. If the signs of shutting down are there, measure to what degree they affect your business. And I'm only saying this because in the long run, it is not beautiful at all. I am your host, Zuleka Zoe. If you'd like to engage in the discussions and the content and basically keep abreast with the updates and everything else, please do refer to the EcoTank blog or the Instagram page, which is EcoTank, small letters, eco.tank. And or um, you can leave your email in the comment section in the blog. Um, so I can send the next link to the episode and also keep you abreast um, with the changes. Until next time, thanks a lot.